Welcome to the Ralph Moore Podcast. Gain the leadership advantage as Ralph pulls wisdom from his bag of over 50 years experience in planting and leading multiplying churches. Our goal is to help you live as a leader you'd want to follow. You'll learn about making disciples and planting churches, but beyond that, you'll gain practical wisdom about subjects like how to manage your team, handling difficult people, pulling a congregation off a growth plateau, and even money management. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Today, I'm hanging with my good buddy, Myron Pierce, and he's been doing some pretty amazing things with digital church around the world. And uh, so I'm, I'm just get started again by you introducing yourself, and then I, I got to ask you some questions about the stuff I've been hearing about, man. Oh, man, it's such a pleasure to be back, Ralph. Thank you. That means you like me since, since I'm back. Um, yeah, Myron Pierce uh, from Omaha, and uh, we're just having, we're having a fun time with what God's doing uh, in, in the world right now. Yeah, God's doing a lot in the world. I, I want to start with, uh, for people who don't know you, uh, your church, I mean, uh, pre-COVID, uh, what was your what did your what did your church look like before the pandemic? Uh, we're an inner city church, um, right in the heart of Omaha, Nebraska, which was uh, at at one point dubbed the the most dangerous place for an African American to live. And so, uh, right in the heart of inner city, violent, urban poverty, you name it. And so, you grew up there. Yep, grew up in inner city Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, and you did a little crime there. I did a little crime and I did a little time as a result. <laughs> ah, and you've written a book that people ought to go and get. I know it's under revision right now, but uh, tell, tell us the, the, the book that's sort of your story. What's it called? Oh, Outrageous. So I wrote that when I wrote that, uh, let's see, four years out the penitentiary. So I was out, it's my first book, four years out the penitentiary. Um, and God just kind of put it on my heart that, you know, I, you know, I said, man, what can I do to, what can I do to tell my story so that more people would, could be impacted by it? And it was kind of really formed out of my mission statement, really. Um, and so, yeah, it's my first book, man, Outrageous. And, um, I love it. I, I read it twice, actually. And real, uh, life-changing book for you. I mean, it's your life being changed, but it was, it was life-changing for me. You, you've had a vision for er, uh, what you call every inner city. Kind of unpack that one a little bit, and then I'm going to tell you my response to it. <laughs> you set me up, Ralph. Sure okay, am. So, so, so our, our micro church vision is to unleash unprecedented hope in every inner city around the world. As we grow into a movement where we want that to go is we want to see that that vision, that micro vision uh, explode into a macro vision, which which I'm I'm calling saturating every inner city with diverse, hope filled churches. That's overall what I want to see um, happen in, in our world. You know, I'm a real measured person. I uh, a lot of people think I, I do radical things, but I I do radical things one little step at a time. And so when I when I hear you start talking about every inner city and you'll say it very you know every inner city in the world every inner city in the country it's like oh Myron you only got one life to live you better only just do this you know maybe top 20 uh, inner cities in the United States cuz I know you're talking total saturation like you're going for in Omaha and so that was pre covid uh since I've seen what you're doing with covid and with uh stuff going online all of a sudden, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this is this is going to happen every inner city. He can do this. And so 
Uh, I, I want you to talk about, you know, the numbers a little bit, you, the numbers of your church pre-COVID, the numbers of your church last week, and then unpack for us where your church is. And and I want to make a big uh, differentiation going in because some people are going to hear this as multi-site. And this is not multi-site. This is micro-church planting. Uh, you, you may be doing it from a site, a single site right now, but I know where you're going with it and make sure that, that we talk about that. So give us a little bit of numbers and then, and then tell us some geography. Tell us where you're going with this thing, where you've gone with it already. I, I, yeah. And one of the things when I, like, I agree with you, it was when, when I felt like the Lord gave me this vision, Ralph, I thought it would, it would take, come to fruition with my son's sons, you know, my kids' kids. And I started, you know, doing some research and, and looking at America and saying, okay, how many inner cities are in America? You really challenged me with that. Um, you kind of told, tell your story, told, you know, tell your story. So I actually went back and looked at America and I've been able to at least count, you know, 450 inner cities in America. Now there could be more, um, but it kind of gave me a target. But even with 450 inner cities, one of the things that um, that I that I saw was that in a in an inner city of of in an inner city of like 70,000, you at least need about 15 15 to 20 churches, right? Yeah. So you know, so if you look at in, in Omaha alone, you know, in Omaha, we need about 20 churches. Well, you multiply that times 450. That's a, you know, that's you a get, bunch. You get about nine, ten thousand churches. And so, and then I want, and then I, and then I want every, and then I want every church to adopt. And I got this from you, but to adopt planting churches in, in a, in a country, a city, in a, you know, in country. But post pre, you know, post COVID, you know, all of a sudden I see that this actually could happen. And the revelation I got was in Acts chapter one, verse eight. And you talk about this, you know, when, when Jesus said, go in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ends of the earth, and how it been a significant amount of times that, that the apostles were actually in disobedient. And it was Acts chapter 8, 1, that catalyzed the mandate to go, you know, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. So when everything got shut down, when we got quarantined, I thought, man, we are in revival because it, it now has caused the church to, some, have, some pastors have reacted and others have responded. Those who have responded have discipleship culture. Yeah. Those, those who are reacting is they're basically trying to figure out what to do and get a live stream up and, and whatever. Yeah. Take the show out of the big box and, and put the show on video. Put it on, put the show on video. What I said is, okay, this is a, this is an opportunity to plant the gospel, to make disciples, to multiply churches by using digital. Now, what I didn't know, I just released a book. And even now, in three days, the book is has um, 400 downloads in three days. I had wrote the book, Digital Ministry, before COVID. And even before that book, I wrote another book called Why Social Media Should Be Your Number One Strategy. This was, pre, this was pre-COVID. So I had no idea. So the Holy Spirit was actually lining this thing up. Right. And since COVID, he's given us a strategy for every inner city now. And, and I'm calling it and I'm dubbing it Digi Church. All right. right? And, and so since we have since COVID, number one, our 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 local church, we've gone from from 300 in attendance to 5000 to more than 5000, actually. Yeah. And the only reason why I'm saying 5000 is because um, in America, the average the average household has 2.5 right. people. And so minimum 5,000, right? 
and it could be maximum fifteen, twenty thousand. Yeah, because you you got five thousand people that are that are clicking on, so you got more than that out there, way more. Yeah, yeah, but so so I'm, I'm measuring everything, and so I'm measuring reach and engagement, and so I see all the numbers, and and so I have a, I have like eight different formulas to kind of help me assess kind of what's on our hands. Right. Right. And and so suffice to say, thousands of people are um have have joined us in our our new digital location and 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 then so that's 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 level three that's cool right but now before covid we were like planting churches we had like a handful of churches one of our one of our church plants turned his whole leadership team into digi plat into digi pastor digi planter and now what they're doing is identifying an inner city working the working working our digi philosophy of church planting now and to date we now have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight new churches, three being launched in the next week. We have a goal of uh, for this next year to launch 40 digi churches. So where are some of these digi churches? Uh, because here's the miracle. You, you can be in Omaha, Nebraska, or you can be in Schenectady, New York, or Portland, Oregon, and you can be pastoring a church in another, in another city. And somehow then this is a, the amazing thing to me that if you and, and you're going to tell us a little bit about how to go about this but if you uh focus some facebook ads and say i'm, I'm starting a church in wherever I'm, I'm starting a church in tallahassee florida but i live in san diego people in tallahassee florida will respond to that thing and and then you find somebody there that you can disciple to become the leader and when, when COVID is over, they're not just a digital church, they're both. Because we're going to come out of this where churches are no longer just meet in the box. It's going to be meet in the box plus meet online. It, that is going to happen. Um, so give us, give us a little bit of the, the geography first in the United States. Then tell us about the geography where you've gone outside the United States. Yep. So we, we launched, we launched um, a digi church in our, in our own backyard in Omaha. Um, in another part of the city, uh, we launched a, a digi church in Kansas City, Kansas City, Missouri. Um, almost, it's been a month now. Uh, How many people in Kansas City? Our our first our first was forty. Now we're averaging uh, like a thousand. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, and we just launched a um, discipleship group last week um, with a handful of people. Um, one of those people being a person of peace. So, so I, that's course, that's it, also in Kansas City. Yes. Yep. We launched a uh, a digi church just last weekend, Hyde Park, Hyde Park, Missouri. So St. Louis. Um, and then and then we have Brixton, London, and then we have uh, Harare, Zimbabwe, and then this coming Sunday is Kampala, Uganda, um, and then. Uh, west side of Chicago, and then an inner city in New Jersey. Um, and so, yeah, so like that, <laughs> that's kind of where we're at right now. So, um, oh, and then, and then we have a couple more on the horizon. So tell me, uh, by how much money are you putting into each one of these launches? Because I know you're doing a lot of this through Facebook ads, and we're going to talk at the end about how people can get more information from you on how to do this. But um, how much, how, how many dollars did you throw into, to Zimbabwe? About, about a hundred bucks. About a hundred bucks. And yeah. I, I know a little bit about Zimbabwe. I forget the man's name, but there's a man in your church that's from there, right? Yeah. He's on our, yeah, he's on our board. He's on our elder board. 
And what does he do for a living? He's a counselor. He's a, He's a counselor. Licensed counselor. Licensed counselor. So he is a freelance pastor in yeah. Zimbabwe, living in Omaha, Nebraska. Yep, from Zimbabwe, living in Omaha, and he's a freelance pastor. And it costs a hundred bucks. Yes. And then I got a story to tell. Um, two, <laughs> two weeks ago, uh, my friend Myron calls me up in a dither, and he goes, "Hey, hey, hey, where was that place I was at in London? Where's that place I was at in London?" <laughs> and uh, so here's a story. Myron grew up. I mean, this is the sad part of America. Myron grew up in the inner city in Omaha. And he thought he could get to London in about six hours from Omaha on an airplane <laughs> because I, I'm serious. American public school system in African-American neighborhoods doesn't teach geography, among other things they don't teach very well. And so he had to fly to Denver and then fly to London. And he missed a whole day of the seminar that we were doing. And he gets there in the middle of the night. And, you know, he, he's a pretty smart guy. And so he figures out, well, I can figure out this London train system. And, you know, all these towns in London, they all sound the same and everything. And right. So he jumps on the train and he ends up in South London in a neighborhood that looks like his neighborhood at home, a, a, a pretty rough place. And how he gets there and why he gets off the train is it's the end of the line. <laughs> it's the last place you can go. And so he ends up taking an Uber. We're 100 miles away. And, and so I don't know how much that thing costs. But here's the cool thing. About 10 days ago, maybe two weeks, I'm not sure, uh, he calls me up. He's all in the dither. Where's that place I went? That, you know, the place, it, it starts with a B. I know it starts with a B. And here's the God thing, the weird, I mean, this is a God thing from top to bottom. Because he goes, Jesus woke me up this morning in my prayer time and said, I got to start a church there. And I actually know a guy who can lead it on the ground because I met him when I went to London with you last year. And the guy's a Nigerian, by the way. And so we, um, I, I had just the day before stumbled into a tourist map that I picked up because I was in London to do some teaching. Myron came along because I'm discipling Myron and, and, and more than that, we're just brothers now. And so he, um, he came to London and we had this, we went on this little tour on a bus. And so I, I found the map. And so I had just found it the day before. So I had it and it had a rail map on it. And so we figured out it's Brixton. And um, five days later, he started a church in Brixton using Facebook to make connection with these people. How many people were there the first week in Brixton? A couple hundred. How many were there this week in Brixton? About the same. Brixton is interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm asking the Lord about it. Um, the, the spiritual landscape of Brixton, um, is pretty hard. Now I am, I'm being contacted by lots of, lots of Brixton people, probably 50 a day. So I'm in wow. contact with 50, um, 50 a day. So the ministry looks different. So it's more of a daily thing where I'm praying with them. I'm, I pray, pray for a lady yesterday from Brixton who has stage four cancer. And so it's looking different. I'm having daily conversations with Brixton people from London versus a, um, a, a Sunday thing. So it is, which I actually like, um, but it's taken a little bit more of my time. At so that same, model. Yeah. Well, at the same time though, you're discipling a guy to, to step into that role and he'll be the pastor in Brixton. Yes. Yep. Discipling a guy. This is so cool and so powerful. You know, as uh, we're going to probably get on here and do this again because this is an ongoing story and I, I want to follow it. But I, I want to know, um, you know, you mentioned a couple of books and whatever. 
And is, is there any way that I could, uh, if I wanted to, you know, if I'm sitting here listening to this and I'm going, wow, you know, I, I'm impressed. I, I, I want to figure out how to connect with this guy. Now, um, you know, I got to sit in on a, on a conference that you did all day on Saturday, which proved to me that we can do online conferencing all day long. And it was really, really good. And, and since then I've, I went to a, another website, you had a, a, a class I could take on there. I took the whole class and yeah. uh, I, I've changed my, my website. I've changed my Facebook approach. I'm changing everything because of this. <laughs> so here's the guy out there and he's interested. Uh, how, how can he best make contact with you so that like he could get on a mailing list of what you're doing, or you would maybe uh, let him know what resources are available uh, instead of us trying to, to name a whole bunch of books and stuff. Give us one point of contact. And I know you have something that you're willing to give away for free. Um, what would that be? Tell, tell me how we can make contact with. Yeah. So I I'm, uh, I'm giving away a free cheat sheet on five best practices of uh, digital ministry. A free cheat sheet, five digital practices of ministry. And how do I get that? Yep. So go to my website, myronpierce.com. And what do I do there? Is there sign up or something? Yep. So you're going to go there and uh, I'll have that cheat sheet available. As soon as you go to the website, um, you know, give me your email so I can send it. And then uh, we go from there. And so if I do that, I give you my email. Then whenever you're doing something uh, or just newsletter update, you'll let me know. Yep. Yep. Give you kind of updates as this thing unraveled on my end as well, um, because we're learning <laughs> as we go. We're building the airplane as we're flying. You know, uh, as we wind this thing down, I, I just got to tell everybody who's listening to this thing. I am over. I'm almost exactly twice Myron's age, almost exactly. Probably, I mean, to the year for sure. Um, and I'm learning from this guy all the time. It's like changing my world. I'm happy to be an old man learning new things. That's exciting. Uh, but I'm really happy is that I'm having an opportunity to spread the gospel and, and impact people in ways I never did before. And, and uh, if you're listening to this thing, here's what I think. I think that God has you listening to this today. Uh, I know that he had me bump into Myron. The way that we met was had to be a miracle. Uh, I was lost. I was looking for my friend Todd Wilson at a big event, 5,000 people. Uh, Ron Smith, Myron's friend, pulls me aside and starts asking me, hammering me with questions. And 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 he and I, and I think he's the leader of the little group because he's just so forceful. And then all of a sudden this kind of quiet guy says, well, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I kind of center of this thing, making it happen. And and so one thing led to another and, and we've become really, really close friends. You have a lot to learn from Myron Pierce. Go to myronpierce.com and sign up for the the, the newsletter or whatever he wants to put out. And for sure, get the cheat sheet because it's a freebie. God bless. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and check his blog at ralphmore.net.